Puppet of the People is brought to you by MTG Madness. You can visit them online at mtgmadness.com. This is Popper to the People. With me is Peter. Hello. And Mr. Chris Weaver. Hi. And our special guest, Mr. Plummer. What episode are we on? 130. 130. Dang. Hi, guys. <laughs> so, Hi, how's, everybody's, how's everybody's week? Don't everyone talk at once. Yeah, really. You're the special guest. You get spotlight first, buddy. <laughs> I had every intention of um, cooking up the brew of the month and getting some playtesting in, and instead I was dealing with two really sick children, so I didn't get to do that. And aside from that, just hanging out, playing some video games. My band played a show on Wednesday. It went really well. Nice. Didn't you get an awesome compliment after you performed, too? Yeah. Yeah, some, someone said we sounded just like Mr. Bungle, which I'm going to take as a compliment. Awesome. It's a pre- pretty huge compliment. Yeah. So. All right. So, yeah, that was me. That's cool. What do you do, Chris? Uh, I watched five seasons of Breaking Bad. Oh, my God. <laughs> not, not quite. It's like, did you just freebase it? Uh, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Yeah, I've heard good stuff about that show. I, may, I have every intention of watching it because I have Netflix, but you need lately to I've been watching off. other stuff. <laughs> just put time off request. Just, I, I need <laughs> yeah. this. Just give this to me. I don't request ask for time, time, request time off to watch Breaking Bad. <laughs> You'll need it. Yeah, you will. What are you up to, Peter? Uh, not too much. Got to play some with the Brew of the Month. Not a whole lot. Uh, video games. Working on my Halloween costume. Your Halloween costume. Yeah. What are you going as? Ermac from uh, Mortal Kombat 9, his alternate costume. That's a surprisingly difficult to make, but it's turning out pretty well so far. So what are you, are you going to a, hol- a Halloween party then or something? Uh, well, at work we dress up anyways, and they, or they encourage us to. Oh. So I figured, why not? If I'm going to dress up, I might as well go all out. That and probably, yes, it'll be my Halloween costume for a Halloween party this year. Yeah. No, I remember uh, when I worked at Sabres, we used to do that on Halloween. We'd have to dress up, dress up for Halloween and stuff, and... I dress, the one year I dressed up like the crow, and I came walking into work, and uh, my manager looked at me, and she's like, I'm sorry, sir, the store's not open yet. I'm like, I- I'm here to work. She's like, Nate? Oh! I got the same thing when I wore my Yoon uh, <laughs> costume already from this year, from last year. Yeah. Street Fighter 4, whatever. Because yeah. I have a wig that's braided. Yeah. No one knew who the hell I knew, could recognize that it was actually me. That and I didn't have my glasses or anything on either, so. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Um. That about it? Do you do anything else? Oh, uh, not really. Okay. Um, I had my uh my birthday celebration thing this weekend. We sat and played uh played some magic, played some board games. Um. We drafted the new cube because I got the initial list done on the, the uh, modern modern uh, peasant cube modern peasant cube 
And uh, after that, we went through it and had everyone. We had eight people, so we got draft the whole thing. And we went through it and basically we were just like, okay, what do you guys think of this card? No, don't like it. Okay, we went through every card to see what, what was working and what wasn't. Did you guys regulate the number of uncommons compared to commons? I, I don't have to. I, I don't even have to worry about that because I got the uh, I use Cube Tutor and it does all that for me. I would still say double check it just to be safe. So, but found it found out found out a lot of diff, st- interesting stuff like the fact that Celestia makes up twenty seven percent of the cube, so it has to be cut down. Wait, what? Celestia makes up twenty seven percent of the cube, so it needs to be like kicked in the nuts. What's with you guys and having to kick green, white, and the nuts all the time? Seriously. It makes up 27% of the cube. It needs to be watered down. When you've got eight people playing and you run out of planes because three people make, a, make a, some form of a Celestia deck, that's a sign. It just means you need to have more cards in the, or more lands in the pool to choose from, that's all. No. Or generic lands to choose from. So, but we found a lot of we we found out a lot of interesting stuff. Well, well, first off, the initial list I knew a lot was going to be changing anyway, because like the 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 list that guy got this cube from, it it didn't run lightning helix. Like out of all the cards to run in, in a cube like that, there's no lightning helix. I'm like, really? No pongifies, no rabbit rabbit hydronizations. No. Pongify is a goofy card that no one plays with except for a select few. Well, yeah, but in a a sealed format, Pongify is actually not that bad of a card. Well, it's never been a bad card. It's basically Beast Within, just for creatures. Yeah. Yeah. But. So. Stuff that's got to be fixed. I mean, we we, we went through it and stuff, and now i got to go through and make the changes and uh, all that, but. That's still in the works. Um, I did a lot of deck building for the soccer, the Storm Gaming Club, because I have like eleven decks to build for the kids now. I got seven of those done and gained three more today. Fun. Um, yeah, it's been ongoing. I oh, yeah, and then what else? Uh, what was it? Oh yeah. Uh, another project, the super secret project I'm working on, that when the time is right, I'll reveal later. You know, it's not really secret if you keep telling people about it. Super Just going to go ahead and say it. Got to get everyone excited. That's the, the point. Got to get the hype up. Um, so, yeah, well, what are they getting that. hyped up about if you can't tell them? That's just it. Keep them asking. Keep them wondering. But uh, um, other than that, that's about it. Just uh, hanging out, playing magic, and all that. Uh, oh yeah, I did the brew of the month and uh, took my list and just decided not to use it anymore. I think we've all kind of agreed that the so, method that Chris was going with, yeah, is probably the best method to go with at the moment. Yeah, we'll we'll get into that when we get there. Um, but yeah, so it's basically uh, what I did. Um, Season 4 premiere of Walking Dead broke records with 16.1 million viewers tuning in. This is a congratulations to Mr. Kirkman. A great show. <laughs> Aren't you actually surprised, though? Not really, but the fact that uh, a show that a lot, that when it came out, when it came out, when season 1 first came out, the, the critics thought this show is never going to make it. 
Because there was a lot, when the first season of Walking Dead came out, there was a lot of critics that didn't like the show and like, this show's not going to catch fires. It's just, it's going to last one season and it won't be a thing anymore. That's, that's what a lot of, uh, the, the, the critics that, you know, say they, they, they know they can tell the good, what shows are going to last, which ones aren't. They gave Walking Dead really bad reviews and I'm just, happy to see that uh it's proving all of them wrong because it is a brilliant show and I, I really think that uh that the work that they've put into it has paid off because every show is just amazing there's like it's like out of all the shows i've ever watched on tv before um this one seems like one of those shows that i can't I, just watching it for like just watching the first episode I can't digest like everything going on. I have to come back and watch it, you know, two or three times just to get everything that's going on. I mean, it's just the the it's just the the, the storyline and the character development and everything is just so amazing. It's just awesome. Yeah, I thought it was interesting that um it the the one of the record high shows was the series finale of Breaking Bad and then uh the season premiere of Walking Dead crushed it by like five million people. Yeah, just just completely just blew it out of the water. <laughs> but uh yeah, I I think this show I think this uh Walking Dead is gonna be a show that's gonna be really if they keep raising the bar like this, it's I mean, and there's like an interview somewhere I was reading about, and uh, there's a NBC rep or whatever, an NBC rep that uh, they asked, they're asking them about, because there's NBC or one of the stations, I can't remember which one, they went through a big series of cancellations of canceling shows, and uh, they asked the rep why they were going about doing that and all that, and he, he said that uh, he's just like, we what uh, what this rep was calling walking dead season like when walking dead comes on tv the the television stations are now just they're changing their time slots around and putting less important shows on the uh during the less important shows on the time slots that walking dead is on because they they just can't beat it (laughs) they they just can't put anything on tv that can that that's that that can beat out Walking Dead because it's such a good show. <laughs> so I found that kind of funny <laughs> that they actually went that far and they're like, oh, you were not even going to try. <laughs> so, but yeah. Um, anyone else want her? Nothing. No. no. Okay. <laughs> Commander 2013 spoilers. Um, I, I for one, am very excited about this. They have the whole, all the new cards spoiled. They, I heard somewhere that they had the decks released, but I couldn't find it. Uh, they released all the deck lists, but they did release all the new cards that will be coming in the new set or the new commanders. Yeah. 2013. And I'm pretty excited about it. I already have all five of my decks pre-ordered. So when it when it comes out, I I I'll have I'll, I'm gonna buy all five decks right away, and uh, I'm pretty happy with uh, what is what what's coming out. It's a lot of cool stuff. 
I mean, the generals all seem pretty pretty cool and all that. Um, for one, I'm pretty excited about the Grix general. That Grix general looks pretty cool. Um, he's a uh, where is this guy? I'll read 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 about him here. Quick. Yeah, this guy, Nakursa the Mind Razor. It's a legendary creature. It's uh, two colorless, one blue, one black, one red. Is Grix that general. That's the Spiteful Visions general. Yeah. He looks like fun. It's at the beginning of each player's draw step. That player draws an additional card. Whenever an opponent draws a card, it deals one damage to that to that player. Yeah, so it's Spiteful Visions on a general. Yeah, this guy looks cool. I kind of, and he's running like Grix is one of my favorite colors to run. So I, I gotta, I, I kind of want to do something with this guy. He seems pretty cool. But uh, yeah, so it's out there. There's a link for it. It'll be in the show notes. Uh, check it out. There are really cool cards coming out with the new commander decks, and uh, pretty excited to see what the, what the lists are going to be because uh, if they're anything like the last lists. They were they had free Garricks in there. I mean they had Garrick the the original Garrick in that in that one deck, so it was pretty cool. Well, um, I don't think that's free. You're still paying money for them. Well, you're still paying money for it, but it's a it's a planeswalker nonetheless that you're just getting. And uh, yeah, like I was talking to some of my friends, and I had this one one of my friends is crazy that I was spending that much money on all five of them right away. But I look at it this way: I can pay the same money for a box. And maybe pull one or two good cards out of it, out of a set. And here I just look at it as I'm paying like 150 bucks for 500 cards and all of them, most of them being pretty decent. So I really think the value's there for this, for the commander decks. So that's why I'm getting them. That and I'm, I'm hardcore DH players, so I'll, I'll probably get use out of everything in there. It's for for pool of cards, but yeah, um, so that's there. Uh, Maddie wanted me to bring this up. Uh, Popper to people community community secret Santa this year. He I haven't seen a link. He said he was going to put one up this last weekend, but I haven't seen it yet. But uh, basically what he's thinking is anyone who's interested in it will sign up on our forums. It'll be, uh, he didn't really want to set a limit on the on the dollar range, but we were thinking 10 to 20 USD, US dollar range is encouraged, whatever. And uh, it would just be Secret Santa. And not, we're not, not, when I first, when he first mentioned, I thought he was thinking like through MTGO. Just no, just in general sending a package out. So, if anyone's interested, I'll uh, see. You, talk to Matt. I'll try getting a hold of Maddie and get him to put up all the info on it. He's kind. Of, he's running the whole thing. Maddie said he has no problem setting the whole thing up. So uh, we're gonna leave it with him. Uh, uh, the only thing is, which I kind of put on there, is I kind of wanted to put the participation confirmation, like confirm everyone that wants to participate by December first, because then that gives. That gives, you know, the whole month of December to go through the process of finding whoever you got, finding something, and having that time to send it off. So, because I know I'm probably going to do it. It sounds like fun. Uh, but, uh, yeah, so 
So that's that's Maddie setting that up. He as he said he'd do all that, so we don't got to worry about it. Um, but it sounds like I think this thing is cool, so I'll probably be in on it. Um, what? I just yawned because I'm tired. Oh, sorry. It wasn't commentary. Oh. <laughs> Um, and then what do we got in Goodreads? We got Jason Gray put an article out. Uh, Grohl Agro and Midrange and Standard Popper. Well, uh, this, this article basically, it's talking about the Standard Popper meta, Standard Popper meta, and making a Midrange deck using the new cards, which, uh, there's actually a lot there. There's, there's not too much of that deck that really got ruined to not run it. So you still got your mad cap skills and all that cool stuff. So that is a good article here. I kind of briefly went over this one, so I didn't really read the whole thing, but I, I skimmed over it. Been it's busy. A at, huh? Why isn't it rumbling Bailoth? The Marauding Mallhorn. Oh wait, there they are. <laughs> mid range, the mid range list. I was looking at the aggro list. Well, yeah. So that that article's there. It looked. It's pretty interesting. I haven't had time. I haven't had much time to do standard popper, and I kind of really want to get into that here soon. So I'm hoping next month we can do like a it's the coolest format you're not playing. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm hoping we can get it a standard popper format or standard popper brew next month. Um, but yeah, oh, we are. Yeah, I'm just gonna put my foot down and say that right now. <laughs> We're doing a pop standard one next time. Yeah, don't be wrong. I love classics, fun and all, especially now that it's open to stuff to do stuff again. And yeah. the blue one's fun, but. I enjoy me some standard popper. Yeah. Uh, the popper gauntlet finals. Two decks remain. I think this article's old. I haven't seen a new one to see who won yet. So, uh, but the results from that are there. He just did round nine today, and I haven't watched the videos. Okay. So it's still going on? Yeah. What's the Illusory, last Illusory Tricks and Boros Kitty. Yeah. Well, looks like I owe someone tickets. Oh, yeah, yeah, you do. <laughs> I won't skimp out on it. <laughs> <laughs> I'd forgotten about it. Good thing you said something. Not a problem. Like I said, I figured as much, but I might skip out on it. Then we got a Greystone put an article out on a Pestilence deck. Uh, basically, uh, Peter had some comments on that one. It reminded me a lot of the old uh, Black-White Pestilence deck. But, again, with a lot of the control being gone... It has a lot more viability again, so. Okay. So there's that. And then we have, uh, Brennan Standard Deviations, uh, Popper Variable, number one. What does this article go over? Again, so I, I was really, really busy the last few weeks, so I've kinda, Skimmed over a few of these articles. They looked interesting. Uh, this one talks about, uh, the gatekeepers and ghostly flicker, stab wound, and, uh, removal spells and stuff. Standard popper. Well, I guess, yeah, it looks like so he's trying to make, uh, gate, the gates work. Gate. <laughs> well, he's trying to make the gates work. Just let it die. You know? So, no one will let Flickergate die. Nope. It's dead. Just let it die. No, it's still a thing. I swear. So. 
<laughs> There's that. I admire his uh, his tenacity, uh, to say the least. Yeah, his tenacity. Keep it up. Go for it. Just let it die. Just let it die. <laughs> <laughs> let it die. It's dead. Why are you afraid to end it? I guess no, my my only thing with it is my my only thing with it is people that don't let it die. If someone does figure a way to use it, then we're stuck with it again for a while. So, if there's some twist of fate where somebody makes it work, no, Ghost Leaf like a rotated. You can't make it work anymore. Yeah. Someone's gonna find a way. Yeah, they probably find the other way that blinks that no one heard about. Exactly. So, but uh. Really don't have a topic one, but we do have a lot in the metagame to talk about. Uh, we got a few decks here that I found interesting. Um, where we go? We got uh, Neater Neater Shot Neater Shatten. It's a four O. What is it? Yeah, this is a four O list, and it's White Weenie. So White Weenie has come back. Not surprising. Yeah, not really surprising. Uh, so yeah, it's here. Um, just going over the deck list here. Anything new? Gray Merchant still showing up in mono black lists. Not surprising. Nothing really new, but it's back. So oh, be aware. Fuck White Weenie. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone seems to hate that deck, but I can't blame them, I guess. Of course, we got the, uh, uh, the deck has cost me 36 tickets so far, so, uh, yeah. What has? White Weenie? White Weenie. Daily <laughs> events. I always go, I always go 2-2, losing to two White Weenie decks. Uh-huh. So, fuck White Weenie. <laughs> Strajda has the Grey Merchant deck. Looks like people are starting to really hone that one in. So. That's there. And then Sneak Attack, still experimenting. <laughs> Sneak Attack Kid, still experimenting. <laughs> I talked to him about his, the latest ones he put up, and I'm like, you still experimenting? He's like, yeah. <laughs> he's still trying to make, make Mono Black work. I mean, he's, his list is really, really good, and he, he does 4 a lot with it. So, but it, but James, I know for a fact, is one of those players that, even though he has a working deck list, it doesn't stop him from tweaking it, trying to make it go even further. He's never fine tuning. Yeah, he's never really done with a deck. He's he's always constantly fine-tuning, always constantly trying to be different with all of his decks. So, and that's just a credit to him because some of the decks, I've seen some of the decks he comes up with, and they're pretty amazing. <laughs> oh, God darn it. What did you do? Knocked my headphones, knocked my headphones out of my head. All right. <laughs> all right. Um... And then we have uh, this list. We got this daily Asmodeus uh, Affinity, an Affinity list. 4-0. This one is, again, with the Perilous Research, so that's not going away. We're still seeing that. Uh, it's, like we talked about last week, it's a pretty formidable thing. It's pretty amazing. Uh and then red white control, red white control it has has shown up. That one is kind of interesting. I'm kind of curious whether or not this sticks around or if this was just a rogue deck thing that came into play. No, this is Boros Kitty. Yeah, say isn't that the Boros Kitty deck? Yeah, that's all it says. 
Yeah, does he think this will stick around? Yeah, it's been putting up results quite a bit. Recently. Yeah, it's made it to the end of the gauntlet, so... <laughs> I think I did an entire podcast on it last week. Yeah. <laughs> All right, well, let's go over the list then. Shameless plug here. Listen <laughs> to this podcast. <laughs> let's just go over this little deck here. Uh, we got two Ancient Den, three Forgotten Caves, three Great Furnace, three Kabir Crossroads, five Mountains, and six Plains. It's 22 lands. We got four Glintocks. I actually like that card. It's actually pretty cool. Uh, four Skyfishers and two Sanctum Gargoyles. Uh, one Celestial, that's ten creatures. Uh, we got 28 spells, one Celestial Flare, two Elseler Flasks, two Faithless Looting, four Galvanic Blast, four Icar Wellsprings, three Journey to Nowhere, four Kodatha Rebirth, three Lightning Bolts, four Prophetic Prism, and one Remember the Fallen. And our sideboard consists of four Ancient Grudge, two Celestial Flare. I'm guessing they're in a Celestial Flare because of the, uh, um. Good card. It's just a good card, but I'm pretty sure that's combating, uh, the, every time they go against, uh, Kiln Fiend, the Dread of the Deck that a lot of people hate. And it's also good against Auras. Yeah. Uh, so four electricery, one lone emissary, and four pyroblasts. So, honest to God, I had, honest to God, truth, I haven't had a chance to play this list. I really haven't had any time to play this list, really, so I don't know much about it. Have you played it at all, Chris? Yeah, it's, uh, it's really solid. It has trouble with uh, black decks, but with like, especially like Grim Harvest type decks, but uh, yeah, it's, pre- it's pretty solid all around. It's got very good matchups across the board. Other than the black decks that like to recur things. Uh-huh. Yeah. Cool. And uh yeah we did so we did a podcast uh last week on competitive podcast with uh one of the premier pilots of the deck, Jomar X. Yeah. Uh, so if you follow the link that I sent you in the uh, Skype chat you'll see that Jomar X has a lot of results with this deck. Um so yeah it's it's really solid and uh, you just generate a lot of card advantage through uh, bouncing your artifacts back to your hand or sacrificing your Ickle Springs to Cold Botha Rebirth. So you get three goblins and you draw two cards. So it's pretty sweet. It's cool. It's, real, it's just a really solid, uh, solid all-around deck. Okay, I'm going to add this link to the show notes here so we have it. So, all right. So that's that list. Uh, but it's it's just again nice seeing different stuff show up at the at the change. Uh, looking further into here, let's see what else we got. Uh, looks like uh, another white weenie list. Uh, Delver, yeah, your same decks are showing up. So looks like. You got all your all the architects are the archetypes that are left trying to battle to get hold well, take take some ground. Kiln Fiend is still in there. Awesome. God, I, I still like that deck. I don't care what anyone says. <laughs> well, the thing is with your Kiln Fiend deck is if they don't have an answer, you generally win because you just explode out of nowhere. Yeah. But if they have the answer, then you're just kind of like, oh, you just shit on my puppies. Yeah. That's fine. I'm willing, I'm willing to live with that. I just, I just, I play, I play lists because I enjoy them. I don't necessarily, I don't play a list that I'm not gonna like. So. If I'm not gonna have fun with the deck, I generally don't play it. So. 
Basically, that's where I sit with that stuff. Uh, but yeah, so anyone want to comment on anything? Uh, I think we pretty much covered everything. I hate why we <laughs> Still stay in the matter of second level. Huh? I know it's been around for a little for a little while, a while. <laughs> but I just like to, yeah, I like to see Kodo three birth get in play. I love that card. It's a good card. It's pretty solid. Oh, Kadelta Red. I'll never forget that deck. Yeah, bringing bringing in a, like three goblins out of nowhere that you got to deal with. <laughs> Sucks. So interesting shift in the metagame since the bannings. Affinity is number one with Mono Black Control number two. Really? Yeah, to be honest, Affinity's probably one of the best aggro decks, and if you don't, again, it's one of those things where if you don't have the answers, you're just dead to them. And then Black is by far probably the best control deck in the meta right now, so how do you owe Black? Yeah, yeah the Affinity isn't surprising to me. Um, the Black one kind of is. Really? Yeah, I mean, Affinity got a huge boost at the last bannings, too. It's kind of like the the one that Everyone seems to like to pull out, and I mean it. It it does what it does, kind of regardless of what you're what you're going up against. I mean it. You're just trying to effectively ramp out as fast as possible. Your creatures, your your four four mirror enforcers are still going to be, and your carapace forgers, they're always going to be some of the biggest creatures on the battlefield. Um, and it just it has so much efficiency inherently built in with it. That it always is just kind of a good fallback type of card with with kind of like an unproven meta. Yeah, excuse me, and I'm general deck. use of flame slash. They're not as easy to get rid of either. Yeah, yeah. And I don't know. Maybe this. I, I see it. Everyone's worrying. You know, everyone's because I've already had heard buzzes about people wondering what they're going to ban next. And it's uh, you know, who knows? Maybe that might be next, but. I doubt it because I think there's too many answers to to that deck. I think there's too many answers to any to, to affinity to make it not get banned. To make it get banned because I mean the thing like we've we've talked about in the past with affinity. When you play affinity, you're playing against you're playing against your own mana base. So like if you destroy the right artifact. You just completely shut their engine down until they can draw another one. Not to mention half the creatures are also susceptible to one mana removal spells via destroyed hard artifact cards. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I think this one is one that, as much as some people may not like it, I don't think it'll ever get banned. You know, after this last banning, I highly doubt until any new mechanics come out with newer sets, I don't think we're going to see a banning for a while. No, I think we're sitting in a pretty healthy state right now, because it seems like the mid-range decks are coming back finally, which is good to see. Yeah. The control decks are still there. We still have our mono-black, you still have your double for your tempo, and you have mono-blue control now. And yeah. So that's coming out, and again, aggro is flourishing as per usual, but... And your combo players still have their combo deck. The combo decks aren't as prevalent anymore, Yeah. but that's mainly because the big combo decks to play were uh, Storm and kind of... In fact, but since those are all gone, it's a matter of time until someone finds a combo that works efficiently without having yeah. splash blue to protect it. And, and you see that show up every once in a while in that, uh, what is it, the uh, capsize deck? The familiar deck. Yeah, yeah, the familiar deck. You see that pop up every once in a while in that familiar deck. So, I mean, 
it's not showing up as much, but it's with the right person playing the deck, it can still pull pull some results. Yeah, it, from the Esper uh, familiar deck can still still does kind of exist when they uh, abuse Aether Tridewinds because you can just keep playing that and bouncing back your own magnetic wall repeatedly. Yeah, but it's just not as the execution time it takes isn't as quick. Yeah, so time becomes a much more management issue. Yeah, than against the original Esper deck, so it's kind of there. But it's just a bit different to play. Exactly. So I mean, it, it's uh, like I said, combo's not completely dead. It's just different. Di- different, and I, I I'd imagine give it a few more sets, and somebody will figure something out. Two and, cards will click together, and we'll find something again. Yeah. So it's it's nice. a pretty healthy metagame right now. It's uh, pretty interesting. The de- some of the decks coming up are. I guess for me and for me personally, with the with the way with the bannings and all the the meta now, it's actually made me like enjoy playing classic again a little bit. Like before, you know, going or like when it came to deck testing stuff in the tournament room, it's been kind of before the bannings. It was just kind of like it's like You're oh great playing against uh, Fissure Storm. Yeah, just playing against Fissure Storms. Like yeah, this is exciting or. Or is it playing against the is it burn deck? It's like yeah, okay, this is great, you know. And it really wasn't that exciting or anything. Where that where I would I do the bare minimum. Like I, I'm I'm not gonna lie. Back when before the post banning, like we'd uh, you know we do a classic through the month, and I'd I'd do like ten matches and just play it just to do it. And after that, I'm like, okay, I've done ten matches. I know I'm not. I think I'm comfortable enough with this deck to to talk about it on the show, and I'm done. Just because it, it wasn't exciting, it wasn't anything interesting. It was always the same decks, the same, the same Delver deck, the same Temple Fissure deck, the same Post deck. It was was it was really dry, really boring for me. So. Yeah, the Delver's in fourth place in the metagame. Like, I've never seen Delver away from number one or two, maybe three spots. Well, that's because you got Mono Black, and Delver Blue just doesn't like Mono Black. <laughs> no, it doesn't. <laughs> Delver Blue and Mono Black just... If you, if you had a party and a mixer, Delver Blue and Mono Black would be on the opposite side of the room of each other and just staring at each other. That's where Mono Black and Delver Blue are. <laughs> they just yeah. hate each other. <laughs> but again, those matches are also kind of fun too because you can end up where you can have a Delver player be able to answer all Mono Black stuff, and then you can have Mono Black turn around when yeah, the when Mono Black's almost done and Delver starts doing stuff. Mono Black can actually come back and just completely screw Mono Blue Delver's junk stuff up too. So you can actually end up in games that go like. A seesaw kind of method. Yeah, pretty much a seesaw method where like, oh, I, got, I finally got rid of your stuff, now I'm going to play and win. And the other deck's like, or Mono Black's like, no, I'm just going to build up a, build up a, uh, I'll just build up a, build up a hand of answers, and then uh, when you're about ready to win, I'm just going to completely shut you down, and then I'm going to try to win. I think the <laughs> general response from Mono Black is, that's cute, I have Kumbad wishes, say bye to all of your fairies. Yeah. <laughs> so... Yeah, but that that's that's just the way that is. I mean, it's and I I think I remember we talked about it before the post manning 
or further banning that uh, that that mono black would affect Delver Blue in some shape or form and make it harder to play. Yeah, I didn't figure it would, ship, would push Delver Blue almost out of the meta, pretty much. <laughs> it's fun to seek though. <laughs> yeah. I don't have anything personally against Mon- Delver Blue, but it is fun to see it kicked out of the limelight finally. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, now, one thing I wanted to come back to though is the. Uh, the Esper Storm deck, right, or the yeah. pseudo Storm deck that's, mm-hmm. that's there right now. The Tradewinds deck now, basically. <laughs> yeah, it's, um, you still have the combo, right? There's, they still get infinite mana on X turn. Yeah. And, like, this is the turn that they would normally fissure on, right? But now they just, now they don't have fissure, now they just have the Sage's Rotations and they flicker you out of the game. Yeah. So, this is kind of the, sort of the point I was making before that fissure wasn't actually the broken card, it was Cloud Posts. Or Cloudpost wasn't the broken card, it was Fissure. Yeah. Cause, right, this, this deck still exists, but, I mean, it's 3% of the meta, something like yeah. that, for an MGO stats. 2%. But it's like, you're still doing the same kind of an engine, and, but it's nowhere near, near as powerful now without Fissure. So, yeah. and we really need to, I mean, Grant brought this up when he was on, and unfortunately we lost that episode, but, uh, you know, it was like, do we really need to ban both the cards? I don't think so. Like this deck still does effectively the same thing, just it doesn't have Fissure anymore. Yeah, I think if anything changes in the meta, you might see Wizards go back on a banning. They might unban something. They might unban something at this point. I think. Well, as but, long as they never unban Cranial Plating, I think we'll be safe. Oh yeah, Cranial Plating. As long as Affinity is still a thing ever, that card will never ever come back because that's just completely broken. I uh. Actually, it wasn't that long ago. Um, I can't remember who it was. It was one of my friends, and we were sitting here playing popper decks. You know, they don't want to play some popper decks, and someone brought up the fact that that was banned, and they're like, why is that banned? It's just a piece of equipment. And and I'm like, uh, I happen to have, it was at my house, and I happen to have my, you know, I have my entire collection there, and I have, I have the cards, and... I looked at him like, okay, here, you take this deck. I have my Affinity Bard deck built. I'm going to make a quick change with uh, Cranial Plating, and we'll play. But let, I'll, I'll show it. You You really think that this card isn't that bad? Let's do a two out of three right now. I'll make the changes. So I go and make the changes, and I'm just, like, playing it, and I swing in, and, and I, I just play the Cranial Plating and swing in, and... And don't equip it at all. And he's like, destroy this creature. And I'm like, in response, I remember he goes to block everything. Leaves that one creature open. I'm like, okay, I'm going to attach it to this. Die. He's like, well, that's just yeah, that's just coincidence. Let's do it again. Play again. Same thing ha- happens. And it was, uh, this is one of my friends. He, I can't, like I said, I can't remember who it was. It was a long while ago. But he would not give up. I think we played like 10 games that night. And he was trying at his damnedest to try to beat that out, and he just ten straight games the same thing. Same, it ended in the same result. And then uh, after the tenth game, he's like, "Yeah, I, I see their point why they banned it." <laughs> you know what's scary though, Nate? What? Because I look into I look into paper meta games too every once in a while, and yeah, because everyone has their own rulings on paper bannings and stuff like yeah. that. I've looked at the meta games for some paper places where they don't have cranial plating banned. Really. It is terrifying to see those freaking aggro decks, or oh. to see those affinity decks. It's like, bam, you're dead. Just out of nowhere. But it makes 
It just means every deck has that much more artifact removal in their sideboard because not only do you need to deal with the creatures, you need to make sure you can deal with the cranial plane anytime it hits board. Yeah. But yeah, it was, it was just funny because after like 10 games, my friend's finally like, yeah, 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 I see your point. This That's ridiculous. I'm like, yeah, it is, isn't it? <laughs> it's just, it does, it's ridiculous how, how well that works. It's just stupid. I mean, it's... That one will never come back. <laughs> Maybe, okay, on the off chance that they would, this is how I'd see them bringing it back. They'd be like, okay, fine, we'll bring cranial plating back, but... Next set releases, they ban it immediately again. We're taking, you know, we'll, we'll give you we'll give you cranial plating, but we're taking away the artifact lands. Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> it'd have to. There's no way that you could have... If, they, if that was ever a possibility, there's no way you could you could let artifact lands exist with that card. <laughs> it's yeah. just no. <laughs> Which would so, be completely pointless. Yeah, yeah, it would be completely pointless because then you, there would be no deck without those artifact lands and popper. So, but yeah, that's the meta game. Sweet. Then we've got the finally topic one, the brew of the month. We have yeah. one topic this week, brew of the month. Um, I think it's clear that uh, uh, my list sucks. I'm not going to say that. It's fine. Um, but like <laughs> I said, I, I like to t- I'd rather test something and find out it sucks than just look at the list and say, oh, that's bad. Uh, my deck worked on paper, but. It worked when you looked at the list, but it, trying to get everything, all the, everything to come together was a pain. But uh, let's let Chris, being that where Chris's deck is clearly the champion, let's uh, go through it, Chris. All right, so just basically going to going to go over some change, what the changes that I made were, and uh, what I found out was the Ghoul Razor package is just just too cute. It just doesn't work. Uh, you know, it's too slow. The nameless diversions don't hit what you want them to hit, and there's just not enough uh, there, basically, to make it work. So, I also changed out the one drop removals, which are uh, put in three dead weights instead of I think previously I had disfigures, tragic slips, and a dead weight. And like now we're just gonna go with three dead weights there. It takes care of a togs, and the dead weight mostly hits what you want it to hit on that turn. And if it doesn't kill something, then you know, the Team Spitter can do it. Maybe Kumbai Witches can do it. But mostly Dead Waste are there for ATOG. Um, so, one drop ATOG removal. Also, Delver, whatever else you need to remove on turn one. Uh, Team Spitters work really well with Grim Harvest. You can actively recur your Grim Harvest to get bigger stuff back, like the Mole Drifters, Chittering Rats, etc., etc. Uh, the two Grim Harvests in the packet is because sometimes you need to give up a Grim Harvest to survive. Uh, still running three Kumbaya Witches. Um, Sign and Bloods, just basically so that we hit our land drops. I was reading, running Read the Bones uh, previously. Actually, no, I was running Sign and Bloods. Never mind. I don't know when I was running Read the Bones. But yeah, Sign and Bloods so we hit our land drops because you need to hit land drops on the stack. You have a lot of five drops that you need to cast. So yeah, the full four Sign and Bloods to hit your lands. Uh, some removal spells, four Edicts, Diabolic Edicts, two Victims. 
three ghostly flickers because they're not always good. I mean, ghostly flickers is only really good with uh, your chittering rats, mold drifters, and gray merchants and pneumonic walls. So I mean, all the more expensive stuff. Grim harvest is kind of bad if you have to, or the ghostly flicker is kind of bad if you have to flicker your witches or your fumes bitter or something like that to save it. Um, also, we're going for the four chittering rats because that's like the whole point of the deck is to get a ghostly flicker and demonic wall chittering rat lock on your opponent. Uh, so those are like the cards that I almost never side out as flickers and demonic walls chittering rats. Sometimes it's great, but I don't have def- definite sideboard plan yet. But I have sided out ghostly flickers before because they just didn't work. Uh, then we have two demonic walls because, um, you know, if you draw like three, that's just awful feeling. Yeah. <laughs> they just sit in your hand forever. <laughs> so I never want to draw more than two in a game. And obviously four mold drifters. I think I was previously running three. Yeah, you? you ran three last time. Yeah, I don't know what I was thinking. You always run four mold drifters. <laughs> and, uh, two green merchants. So, uh, yeah, the merchants were like an additional thing because I kept on losing to corrupt decks. So I needed a way to gain life, like a reliable way to gain life. And Green Merchant was it. So, and also it's a very, very good flicker target. Oh, it's excellent flicker target. And most of the deck's black, so it works. Yeah. Uh, it works really well with like refle- uh, the green Bloodhunter bat, so. Yeah. Uh, say you, you've got to come by witches and chittering rats to get up your devotion count along with fume spitters. It's another reason to run dead weights too is sometimes you need to nullify a threat. Uh, like, you know, make a mirror force or a 2-2 so you can buy witches can block it till the end of time. Uh, and then the dead weights also add to your devotion count so to make bigger life point swings. I forgot about that little nifty thing. Um, so yeah, that's the main deck. Oh yeah, I did up to 20. 23 lands, because, you know, you need lands. Land. Uh, but the extra lands that I added, I added another Baron more, so you can cycle it if you're if you're flooded in another swamp. Uh, so, yeah. There you go. That's the main deck. And for the sideboard, we have three Crypt Rats. Um, you know, they're just generally good against creature matchups, except for, like, Affinity. <laughs> um Kumbai Witches, another an extra Kumbai Witches for Delver, uh, three Guest Verdicts, also for just generally creature matchups, especially Affinity though, um, and it's also pretty good against uh, Mono Blue Control. Another Grey Merchant because you never know when you need another Grey Merchant, especially against uh, Corrupt Decks, Relic Regenerates against anybody trying to do Cyborg or Graveyard Shenanigans against you, um, Spinning Darkness if you need to uh, survive long enough to get your Flicker engine online and wrench mines because there's not really a better discard card in the format. So No, not yet. Not until Shame they actually... Know. Him to Turok isn't on paper or online. <laughs> not until they realize that card should be online on common. No, it shouldn't be. Let's yes. face it. Yep. Um, so I mean, I'm pretty happy with the deck. I'd actually consider running it into a, into a daily event. Looks fun. Yeah. Might have to try it out this week. I'm not, I'm not sure if this is, uh, you know, how good this is against trinkets or like how it is compared to trinket in matchups, but, uh, I think it's pretty good, pretty solid. It's, um, I'm something like 10 and 3 in practice with it. That's not bad. It's pretty good, actually. Yeah. Losing, I mean, they're all pretty close losses, too. Like, yeah. Losing to 
burn in three games or losing to Delver in three games at one life on the third game. Or when he was at one life on the third game. Have you gotten anyone to like rage? Uh, yeah, typically when you flicker your triggering rat, when you flicker two triggering rats, it's just the worst feeling in the world for your opponent. <laughs> <laughs> oh, just denying them everything. <laughs> yes. No, no. Yeah, but it was, it's really cool. Like, if you have the threat of chittering rats and flickering it, your uh, control players have to play out their hand, right? You don't ever, you don't ever have to worry about counter spells because uh, you know if they're if they're holding lands in their hand to try and bluff a counter spell, well, you can just get them by playing chittering rats. And I go, oh, well, crap! Now I have to play this land next turn because what if he has another chittering rats, or what if he flickers his chittering rats? Then I'm stuck with my land in my hand for two turns. You know and. But sometimes you can really seal out games by doing that. You know, ghostly flicker on your chittering ass is often just a time walk. Yeah. Pretty much. So, pretty sweet. I like it a lot. (laughs) But, uh, yeah, so it looks pretty good. I think I might try it this week and just see what I can do with the deck. Um, but everything looks pretty solid. There aren't many changes I would, would really want to make to it, just because, I mean, you're, I mean, the blue count is really low. This is almost, I mean, it's pretty much more black splash blue than anything. Yeah. And I think it's a black just, flicker, basically. Just yeah. You need the blue for the flickering. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you need the blue for the flickering and the mold drifters. It is, that is essentially what it is, and I think that's where, Two color decks need, need to be to be really successful in poppers. Yeah. Not be 50-50. They need to be, be primary. One. Yeah, primary one color splashing the second. Yeah. Cool. It all looks good. Hmm. I have no comment. Um, Heroes of it. Okay. I haven't said a lot. Go for it. I was gonna say. I was gonna say. I wanted. I was gonna say with Chris here. Take it away on the heroes. It's kind of your thing anyway. Thanks for being on, Chris. It's kind of your thing anyway. Should um, do you guys want me to sing or should I do the other one? (laughs) You can sing. You can do all both of them if you want. All right. So. Here's the Web is the segment of the show where we take a look at some of the more fascinating specimens that inhabit the internet. doesn't have to be Magic the Gathering related, but I know we try to keep it that way. And there's actually two of them this week. Um, first one being Magic Edition of the Bad of Bad Touch, which is a song from Bloodhound Gang. <laughs> God. Oh, that is wonderful. <clears throat> This, this one is just for you, Chris, because I know you. Because I know you're in a band. Sing it. Take it away, buddy. I'm trying. I'm reading the words really quick to make sure they actually fit. So it's. Um, I don't know if I can do it. Hex, baby, hex. Would you mind some one for six? Gonna crack open your booster, so we'll get some cardboard fix. Unquit my grooves that haste is fierce. In this play, you have main part. Yes, my Irwin is excited. Magic show's about to start. You've had enough of solitaire. You want it here. You want it fair. And I am casting Tunnel Ignis. So your rimbus should be scared. This is terrible. I'm playing. <laughs> <laughs> we'll never stop. This Tibalt will never flop. 
Maybe you can call me Sensei because I like to be on top. Do it now. <laughs> you and me, baby, ain't nothing but casual, so let's tap it like they tap it. After when I'm special, let's do it again now. You and me, baby, ain't nothing but casuals, so let's tap it like they tap it at FN and specials. That's in hell now. Oh, jeez. Buff, the kind that sticks unless you make this two ring man. And my lotuses are blooming. Look at fatty in my hand. My commander is Chomano, but my identity is black. If you want, I'll pay you later so you can say it's a pact. I'll cast resolve. Watch I'll just jeez. Yeah, this doesn't flow. I'll resolve capsize. Watch I'll just rise. Start to test about to return. They all say that I'm nostalgic, but I'll make your mana burn. So I'll probe you and you probe me. We can both do it for free. I'll be back like Terminator or in magic terms like Squee. Do it now. Okay. <laughs> anyway. And then I like the the thing that makes this is the first comment after it says change ten health to ten life though, so we we can be technically accurate. God. <laughs> Nothing. The other one that's more interesting <clears throat> is MTG in trouble. We've heard it before. Let's hear about it again, gentlemen. With games like Hearthstone, Soulforge, and Hex coming out, MTG and especially MTGO are in real trouble. Unfortunately, while Wizards has tried, they are being, they're spelled incorrectly, are being completely outclassed in the digital world. If they don't do something seriously better than what they've done within the next year or so, I think MTG may become a second-class trading card game. I say this not because I'm trying to take down Magic, but more because I love Magic and have a bias to want to see it do amazing. One of these again, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, so we can skip a lot of this stuff, but the one that I think shuts it down pretty well is this guy who says, Also, Jace the Mind Sculptor was an inside job, and Magic is actually owned by the rotting corpse of Larry King. Maro for president, hippies. <laughs> <laughs> Did the mod have at least one classy comment before shutting down the thread? Or is the thread still going? I don't know. Is the It's just people going like, "You're wrong because of this. You're wrong because of that." Yeah, it. So this magic one, players being magic players. Yeah, this one kind of went down really fast. <laughs> Twenty pages are they on? Jeez. Eight. Oh. Didn't take long. People play magic because they love the game, not because it's convenient. <laughs> Like, when I was reading through it, someone made, I think the only valid comment that I saw was, like, uh, they don't, they, Wizards clearly stated that they, uh, the cardboard game is where the money is anyway. <laughs> Regardless. <Pretty much. laughs> They're still making more money on the, on the, on the cardboard version of it anyway. It's just a different way of getting people hooked. Well, basically, the most money they're making online generally is just people buying tickets because the entire economy between traders and bots and stuff is all run off the ticket system. Exactly. Well, the tickets have to come from somewhere. Pretty yeah. Much. It's, it's a way of keeping people addicted to magic is what it is. It's just your digital fix when there's nobody around and you can't play on paper. That's what it is for me. I mean... <laughs> I play, I'm, I'm a paper player, but like if I'm at work and there's, I, I really can't like have people when I'm at, have people playing magic when I'm at work. Oh, sure you it's, can. No one's there anyway. So you it's can a nice fix. Yeah, they got cameras though. And? 
Yeah, people get the master key. <laughs> but I mean, it's 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 just a it's a fix. It's like I mean, look at what is it? Uh, Duels of Planeswalkers. It's the same thing. It's just a it's a it's to keep people addicted to their product. I mean, that's really what it is, and it works. <laughs> so I like MTGO. Yeah. MTGO exists and is a massive success despite its crap interface. It's almost as though the gameplay is so compelling that people will ignore that. I think that's pretty well said. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. So, uh, I guess on to the next segment. That's yours? Yep. Yeah. So, here's MTGO. Since uh, the past two weeks, we've been uh, lacking on Heroes of the Web. I started a new segment called Heroes of MTGO, where I just record people raging on me as I play against them in competitive magic format. So today's hero of MTGO is a guy named Seth S. And I do simply shout out names here because uh, you people are embarrassing when you rage on me like this. You should feel ashamed I think they deserve to be named. It's like when they you rub the dog's nose and shit. Yeah. Yeah. Say, if you're willing to throw a tantrum in public... You should be shamed for it. So, <laughs> so uh, backstory here: I was playing in a uh, RTR block sealed premiere event on Saturday morning, and uh, I built a decent gruel mid-range splash blue splash black deck. And um, we're in game two. I beat him in game one with a pretty fair curve, and you know I just basically killed him. Uh, so in game two. I cast, I sideboarded in Breaking and Entering because he had a Skymark Rock in his deck that just almost killed me in the game one. So I wanted to make sure that I could get it. You guys don't know what Breaking and Entering is. It's a fused card from Dragon's Maze. I'll link it to you. Um, but it's generally pretty much blue red one or? It's, uh, the breaking half is blue black and you uh, mill, mill the top eight cards in Target Player's Library and then the entering part is, uh, four, Black red, I think. It's a Grix. It's a Grix card. Yeah, and it's uh, unburial rights, but you can target anything in any graveyard, and that creature gets haste. Hmm. So, uh, yeah. So I cast this. I fused it, and his first comment to me was, uh, "LOL, really? What an absolute joke." So I proceeded to you know attack him and whatever and. He attacked me back, and he commented, always the morons pulling through with awful deck building. Next line, Seth S is conceded the game. <laughs> so I commented on him, uh, rage more, and he commented on me, one three more. So he dropped from the event. That was round one. <laughs> wow. <laughs> mind you. Round one of a premier event, he dropped from the event. And uh, I proceeded to... I two-forded it, but it was mostly on the back of mana problems. <laughs> so, but I didn't one three. I two four. There you go. That's funny. <laughs> Jeez. Just one of those things. People are aging. What are you gonna do? Oh, you know, record, screenshot, and put it in the hall of rage. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and we have had one of these every week. I just, it, I never ceases to amaze me. I'm playing. I don't play. I play like probably five competitive events a week, and I always get at least one person just absolutely raging on me. Yeah. What's that say about you, Chris? You just bring out the best in people. <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, 
So, like, yeah. oh, you pop that crazy good. You pop deck this, and like, well, if I held that card my entire the entire game. Yeah, that that always annoys me. You have someone like that. Like, it, it doesn't matter. Even in paper, it's the same way. Like, I've had lots of times where I've played, and it's like I I'm playing uh, playing of all decks. Uh, my paper version of a Delver Fiend. And I'll always have that one person be like, yeah, you're holding that card the whole time. It's like, no, actually, I drew it. That's why I couldn't go off. <laughs> I was waiting. I, I, I had to draw the card to actually win the game. And it's lie, like, though. did you not? It's like, did, did you not see me play play countless ponders and preordains and shuffle? Trying <laughs> to dig the, the, dig the stupid thing out. The last seven cards I've played have been top deck shenanigans. Of course I'm going to get the card I need. <laughs> yeah, you know, I used to, actually used to rage on that when I lost Delverfiends, but uh realized, like, yeah, the the ponders and the preordains and the, the full the time they take to set up so that they can go off on turn four is actually pretty interesting. I think the deck is actually a lot better than I thought it was, and that's why it's still around. Playing a lot of draw and a lot of search and a lot of everything, trying to get what you need, because, I mean, you can't, with that deck, you traditionally can't, if you have two of the pieces, regard, if you have two of the combo pieces, regardless of what's in your hand, you can't mull it. You can't just mull it out, mull it out of existence. Because the deck is so touchy, so if you luck out and get two of your combo, two of your two of the combo pieces to win, you, you it doesn't matter how bad, doesn't matter what what else is in that hand, you're keeping it. It's that simple. You're 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 not getting rid of it. Yeah, I mean it's just not going to happen. So you, you're 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 I like to call it gambling on getting your ponders and preordains and anything else. To get it faster. Yeah. I mean, it's just the way it is. It's the way the deck works. It's the nature of the beast. Um, uh, that being said, I still won't play a deck that doesn't absolutely crush it, you know? <laughs> yeah. I just won't play a deck like that. Thanks for, like, I don't, I don't actually know how Affinity is really working right now. Like, how's Affinity the top whenever... I'm pretty sure Affinity is one of the worst decks... I really uh, think the, the the new card that we talked about last week that uh, that draw card does a lot for it. The perilous, I mean, but yeah, the Delver Fiend decks go off in turn four, assuming yeah. no interactions, right? Yeah. Sometimes turn three if you get really lucky, but yeah, uh, usually turn four, and Affinity doesn't have any way to interact with that except for Galvanic Blast, and then if you have the Apostle's Blessing, well, they're still dead anyway. Well, yeah, if Affinity yeah. has its heyday and plops out three Frogmites. In a row, that's enough sack fodder just to throw in front of a Todd repeatedly. Or it, it, repeatedly. yeah, it all depends on what what that Delverfiend deck is playing because you got to realize there's there's a few types out there. You got the one that plays the Artful Dodge and the uh, and the Double uh, the, the, you got the one strike. That plays the, yeah, you got the one that plays Artful Dodge and Distortion Strike. You have the other one that just plays Apostles Blessing and. Uh, Shadow Rift. Hmm. So, I mean, you, you got two different versions out there, and it all depends on what version they want to play. Because I'm a huge fan of the Shadow Rift version, just because if I do have, if I do have, start out with two of the combo pieces, um, 
I can just get my Kiln Fiend or whatever, the Nivix or the Kiln Fiend out, and then I will, just because you're you're on the clock with your how many turns anyway, I, I'll just rift, I'll, I'll, I'll just double strike it and play the rift, play the shadow rift and hope to draw into the next piece, which works. Works, I don't want to say most of the time, but often enough where it's worth it. Hmm. So. It's just one of those things. It's just. I still hate the deck. (laughs) (laughs) And we don't blame you. (laughs) It's a fun deck to play. I'm playing four hydro blasts on my mono black control sideboard. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, that's a big dedication to hating something. (laughs) Hey, if it works. So. I figured out how to bug MTGO so I can cast Hydroblast in any deck. <laughs> what? I'm just playing with 20 underground seats. No biggie. <laughs> That's legal and popper, right? Yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty yeah. sure it is. Okay. Don't quote so I just want to make sure. Don't quote me on that, but I'm pretty sure it is. <laughs> but yeah, but. so uh, that's... Pretty much, we don't really have any comments or feedback. Been pretty quiet, so apparently we're doing something right. Hopefully, they'll let us know if we did something wrong. Something horribly wrong. Something horribly <laughs> wrong. But uh, pretty much, I think that is pretty much it. Unless anyone has anything else. Nope. Yep. I think I'm good. Okay. Want to thank the boss man, Chris, for showing up. <laughs> so call me that. Why are you laughing? You're the boss. You're the boss. I know, like... It just sounded like he like had something evil planned. Like, <laughs> these guys have no idea. <laughs> Little these guys know. <laughs> Free advertising for my podcast. <laughs> How is your podcast? I'm not going to mention this. It's going really well. Yeah, I was not going to mention it now that you said it. I'll have to it's going out, right. I, I plugged my own podcast. I figure you should probably plug yours. Yeah, that's true. Uh, playing for cheaps. It's video games slash random nerdiness miscellany. We call it. It's going pretty well. Um, and yeah, that's really about it. You should tune in. Go to playingforcheaps.com and you can find us on MTG Cast because they graciously decided to continue hosting me even though I wasn't talking about magic anymore. Well, I think they put it, pretty much made it clear in MTG Cast that if anyone wants to put up a, a podcast about anything really nerdy, they're going to allow it. So, Yeah, thanks for making me feel oh, except special. Except for my podcast. <laughs> except for my podcast where they won't host episodes for some reason. Really? Yeah. I thought I saw competitive years not on, on there. Not on MTG Cast. Oh. They've had, they have like four episodes on. We've done ten episodes now. Oh. <laughs> Weird. They've done, they've, they put four up. Oh. Oh, sad face. But, uh... So, how can they reach you, Chris? Uh, they can reach me Specify at... Specify which one. Version <laughs> two. Okay. Playing four what? cheaps at gmail.com. And you can also, um... Reach me on Twitter at CM Plumber. You can reach the show at playing the number four cheaps okay. on Twitter as well. And that's about it. Cool. I'm Chris. You can contact me on MTGO at C Weaver. 
Or on Twitter at cweaver 8518 where I'll tweet. You can see live updates of people raging on me. Nice. Man, I should do that. <laughs> Peter? Peter, you're the one. Hey, if you want to get a hold of me, I'm on MTGO at midnight03. And as per usual, I don't have a Twitter. Never will, huh? Nope, man's got to have his morals. Be back. <laughs> Well, fine then. Um, yeah, I'm obviously on uh, uh, MTGO when I'm on and at NUCon. Uh, same places as normal, Twitter at Nathan Yunkin, and uh, obviously forums, the countless other ways that are all, always available. So, but with that being said, uh, I think that's a show. And, uh, yeah, that's about it. <laughs> I, I see we're still having issues ending properly. Yeah, I know. I haven't found any. Nate doesn't know how to do a sign-off. All so, right. Chris, you want to do it for us? Show Go us how it's it. done again? Oh, sure. But I don't I don't say my name first. Do it anyways. All right, until next week, this is Chris. And this is Nate. This is Peter. And this is Chris. And this is property of the people. There we go. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, we'll get it one day. Yeah, one day. <laughs>